Welcome to the Dag Hewitt Mills podcast. Dag Hewitt Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for blessing us with today and giving us uh, the chance to be here in your house and to serve you. We are glad in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And uh, I want to share with you about what I call the grace of God. Amen. In Philippians chapter 1 and verse 7, Paul said, You are partakers of my grace. Amen. Now, one of the important things that people don't realize is that there are types of grace. There are types of grace. When you say, amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Or what we say, the grace of God. The grace of God. The grace of God. What we don't realize is that there are types of grace. And so Paul said, you are partakers of my grace. Philippians 1 and verse 7. You are all partakers of my grace. I want to welcome those of you on Facebook. And uh, those of you on uh, YouTube, God bless you. And uh, on Twitter also, and on Healing Jesus TV, you're all welcome. I want you to share, subscribe, share as many times as possible. Send comments, tell us where you are watching from. And all those on Healing Jesus TV, also send us a message on Facebook as well that you are on Facebook or you are wherever so that we know you are there and then those of you watching in groups tell us how many people are in your group because we have so many groups uh, Anakazo Bible School they are a whole group on their own uh, during the week we've been having operation labor to be blessed and so sometimes the whole group is part of the have almost a thousand people here praying and they are all part of the uh, groups. So, if you don't speak to us, we will not know you are real. And when we don't know you are real, we will, before we realize, we've forgotten about you. And we just concentrate on those who are, we can see physically. But you are like angels. See, angels, we can't see you, but you are real. Amen. So, keep sharing and subscribing. Now, 
You are partakers of my grace. Amen. And so, that is a very important thing. Now, grace means uh, something you don't deserve. And something that helps you. Alright? Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, verse 1 says, Thou therefore be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So the first type of grace is the grace that is in Jesus. Amen. So the grace that is in Jesus is grace for salvation. Grace for the unbelievable. Grace for the great mercy to be applied to you. That somebody like you and somebody like me, all right, will find his way into the house of the Lord. How many are surprised that you are in the house of the Lord? How many of you know that many more people are not in the house of the Lord? Ghanaians are religious, if you are in Ghana. But many countries have religious people. I tell you, there are many new drinking spots, jamming places. I mean, they are boozing, drinking, fooling. You know? I remember somebody who was in Liberia, in Monrovia, before the civil war that happened in 1989. And I remember because I got married around that time. And he said that the rebels were coming, but in Monrovia, the nightclubs, the discos, everything was on. People were jamming, fooling, playing. I thought there was nothing happening, but the rebels were coming. And it was after that that we heard of all the things that happened, and people fled. And we had a Budumburam camp full of Liberians. So, you must be aware that people are fooling and jamming, playing around all the time. And it's amazing. So, to be saved takes grace. Your interest in God takes grace. Your, your strong belief in God takes grace. So, Paul said, Thou therefore be strong that is in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So I'm, I'm so grateful to be saved. Really. When I look at my family, and I look at other half-castes in Ghana, in Kenya, they call them point five. For other point fives. Huh? You are laughing at me. Do I detect that you are laughing at me? Oh, I don't mind if you laugh at me. I'm happy for how God made me. If you made me point, even point four, that's okay. Do I, do I feel that you are laughing at me? This is the second time it has happened to me. I don't think those on YouTube are laughing at me. God bless you, YouTube. Amen. But when I look at people like myself, I don't see so many in church. 
So I'm grateful. That's the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Sometimes we take it for granted. But it's in Christ. Last night I was in Cape Coast. Around midnight. And I saw them having parties by the beach. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. And the party along the coast by the beach it was about two kilometers long of jammers. Yes. And I said, Guineans. Eh? And you see them when you ask each and every one. Are you a Christian? Say, oh, I'm in Lighthouse. Are you whatever? They say, oh, I'm a Methodist. I'm this. I'm there. All of them. Hmm. So I thank God for the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The second type of grace is the grace that is on a particular ministry. Amen. The grace that is on a particular ministry. So if you take Paul, he said, um, you are partakers of my grace. So for instance, in this church, there is a grace. All right? Grace is undeserved help from God. If you want to always remember what is grace. Undeserved assistance and help from God. So when you say, by grace am I saved? Or if somebody asks, what is it? Oh, by the grace. By the grace. By the grace means, by this help that God gave me, I am around. Amen. It wasn't of my own doing. So, Paul said in Philippians 1.7 that you are all partakers of my grace. Me personally, Paul, there's a grace. What grace did Paul have? He had a grace to travel. He had a grace to plant churches. He had a grace to address pastors which turned into the books of the Bible. Which others didn't have. Who do you know who went about planting churches? Not Peter. Not James. Not John. But Paul. Who had the grace to uh, who had who had the grace to um, write so much you know relevant things that we we read every day I've already quoted from Philippians and I've already quoted from Timothy. I mean, why didn't Peter do that? But some of the things, they look natural. But honestly, the things that look more natural are the things that is the grace that's working. Amen. Uh, who had the grace to survive the tribulations that Paul went through? You know, Yongi Cho, 
His name was uh, Paul Yongicho and he changed it to David Yongicho. And one day we went for a conference and he said, look, the crisis that Paul went through, he decided to change his name. <laughs> All right? So that is that. Now, the next, how many have understood the grace of God? With different graces. Now, the next grace is the grace of giving. Yes. And I want you to see it in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. It says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. I want you to see the type of grace that was given to the churches of Macedonia. What was that grace? It said, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty eh, abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Which means that they, in spite of their poverty and in spite of the difficulties, it abounded or led to riches of giving. Amen. Are you there? Verse 3. For to their power I bear record and beyond their power they were willing. They were willing to do what? To give. Beyond, 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 beyond the ability. That's why it's called the grace of God. Beyond the ability. Beyond the ability they, they gave. Beyond their ability they gave. Okay? And this they did not as we hope. Are you watching, are you, are you watching the grace this is the grace of giving. Not everybody has the grace of giving. When you don't have the grace of giving, you, you're not likely to ever be rich. You are, not, you are not likely ever to have surplus money. Notice the giving. They did not as we hoped, but first they gave their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Now, the people with this grace of giving ended up giving themselves. I'll give myself. I'll give even myself. If you have the grace to give yourself, you've given more than ever anyone who would ever give. I have given more to the ministry by giving myself than anyone who ever gives hundred thousand dollars or one million dollars to the church or to the ministry by giving myself i've given more than that he says we hope they'll do they went beyond it they gave themselves and and notice that they gave themselves to god and they gave themselves to paul he says we give ourselves to you look at the scripture beautiful not as we hoped but first they gave their own selves to the Lord 
and then unto us by the will of God. Like they gave themselves to us within the will of God, parameters of the will of God. Verse 6. In so much that we desire Titus, that as he had begun, he would also finish in you the same grace. Notice he doesn't even use the word giving much, but he uses the word grace. Grace. I'm talking to you today about the power to get wealth. But notice verse 7 and then you understand it. He says, therefore, therefore, as you abound in everything, God bless you on YouTube, God bless you on Facebook, God bless you on Healing Jesus TV, God bless you on Twitter. Notice what it says. It says, as you abound in every area, in faith, in utterance, you are a good preacher, in knowledge, in all diligence, in your love towards us, see that you abound in this grace also. Make sure that you have the grace of giving as well. Now, what is the grace of giving? It's the grace of being wealthy. Because there's nothing like prosperity without giving. So if you don't have the grace of giving, you don't have the grace of becoming wealthy. So the grace to become wealthy is actually the grace of giving. The grace to be wealthy, the grace of riches, is actually the grace of giving. Now, what did Jesus say? He says, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and power to take it again. I have power to give my life. People don't have that power to give their lives. He says, I have power to give my life. I lay it down. And I have what? Power. This is the power to, to be rich. I have power to, to give. I have power to give. What people don't know is that the power to be wealthy is the power to give. I can give. I can give. I have power to give. <laughs> I, I think maybe I came to the wrong church. I have power to give. There are people who have five cars but cannot give even one of their cars. It will be difficult for them in their lifetime to give the car. There are people who have five houses. It will be difficult for them to give one of the houses. There are people who have five million it will be difficult for them to give one million. There are people who have 5,000. It will be difficult for them to give 1,000. I have power. I have power. That is why in the book of Revelations, it says blessings and glory and honor and riches 
and power belongs to thee. Oh, Jesus. They were talking about Jesus. Blessings and, and every creature which is in heaven and earth and all that were there. I heard them say, Blessing and honor and glory and power. No, this is not the one. There's another one with and riches. And riches. Amen. Blessings, glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power. No. There's one with riches. Uh-huh. Yes. Saying with a loud voice. Worthy is the lamb, the one who says, I have power to lay my life. He said, He's worthy to receive power and riches. That means that you need to do something to be worthy to receive riches. Yes. You need to do something to be worthy to receive riches. Revelation 5 verse 12. Say with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain. He's worthy to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. But I want to have, what am I saying? Hammer on riches. It's worthy. To receive riches. Remember what Jesus said. No one takes my life. I have the power. I have received the grace. To lay down my life. I know they will kill me tomorrow morning. So I'm walking to their house. So that they kill me. Eh? John chapter 10 verse 18. No one takes it from me. I have the grace of giving my life. So today I pray. That God will give everybody here the grace of giving. Yeah. Power. That grace is the power to be rich. I'm telling you. You know, every time I take an offering that expands people's ability to give, I know I'm making them rich. Our church in America, and all of you watching from America, I believe that on various occasions I've been there. Are you, are you watching me? I've been there sharing with the people to give. And every time I believe I'm actually standing there to release the power to be wealthy. Why do I say that? Our church in America is richer now. The individuals are richer. Many of the churches we dedicate are built by Americans, our church members. It's the same church I've been pastoring and looking after for years. I can stand there and say, I want an offering of $1,000, and it will be like uh, pulling out a tooth. By the way, it can take four hours to pull out a tooth. I know somebody went to pull out a tooth. When they reached a, a, a point. 
the dentist who was pulling out the tooth said that where we have reached, where we have reached now, <laughs> where we have reached, okay, with this tooth, you get it. We cannot continue here. So she 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 she, she called for a taxi. She called for a taxi. And the dentist and the patient together went into the taxi and went to another dentist. Oh, yes. The person told me. Went in the taxi to another dentist. That where we've reached, we need another power to extract it. So when I say pulling out your tooth, it's, it's, it's a real thing. And I said, I'll be raising, asking for a thousand dollars. It's like pulling out a tooth. But now if I ask for ten thousand dollars, it's not a problem. Many, many people are able to give. It's, it's where we've reached it's a million dollars that is, I'm not yet seen. I've not yet seen the million dollar level of giving. Oh yeah, but I was, I've seen it. In the realm of the spirit, it's already happening. Amen. And even in Ghana, seeing one million, million, now a million is hundred thousand dollars. You know, as the currency changes then. Receive the grace to give. That that's the power to be a wealthy person. Is the power to give. Receive the grace that when you give, the person you give to and the people that receive, they become surprised. They become surprised. Are you sure? I visited a church one time and I I realized that, like in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, churches have the ability to do this, to do this. I've been to churches in the same area. This church has a grace of giving. This has, church has a grace of knowledge about church growth and other things, but hasn't got a grace of giving. This one doesn't have the knowledge about church growth, but has a grace of giving. I've seen two different types of you can either have it or don't have it. So my prayer today is that apart from all the things you have and all the things you do, may the Lord himself give you the grace of giving. Oh, yes. Somebody, you are going to take even your wardrobe. Even your wardrobe is not big. So you take your wardrobe. You know, Princess Diana had ten houses the wardrobe was the size of 10 townhouses. Yes. God is blessing you. You are going to have the grace to give generously. One day I went somewhere with someone and uh, when he was leaving, 
he took out 50 CDs. He was going to give something to some boys. He took money, 50s. I mean, in those days, 50s. When 50 first came. Oh, yes. Not now, 50s. The 50s today are weaker. But he took 50s and counted like that. He gave them 50s, 50s, 50s. And you see, most of us would have even given one CD, two CDs. But at that time, when you'd have given one CD, he gave 50s. I was standing there and I was looking. I realized that his mind, the person's mind was broader. Yes, to bless the people with bigger monies. The other day I saw a brother, an American, gave a testimony. I think I'm talking too much. But the American wanted to say thank you. He said, I've learned something from you, not me, from the brother. He said, he, he, they went somewhere. I think it was to Angola or somewhere. And they were, I think, in a taxi. And then they were going to give a tip. And the, the American took a calculator. And the tip is this percent. So he calculated. And he took the money. And the brother who was sitting by said, don't do that. This man, number one, he may never meet people like you. And this is like the first time or maybe the only time, maybe for the next 14 years, that he will ever meet somebody like you. Bless the man. And These are millionaires. He said, bless the man. I don't know, he calculated maybe $7.30, or I don't know what, exactly. So bless the man. It may be fifty dollars or something. Ooh. The grace of giving. May you have the grace of giving. Generous. That is really the power to get wealth. Is the power to the power to be wealthy is the power to give. I see people here giving cars. Look, we receive the ability to give cars. You know, the other day, one of my missionaries sent me a message that he, he needs a car. So I said, I'll get you a car. So I sent a message to some people. I said, I need a car. No, just last week. I said, I need a car. I need a car to give to one of my missionaries. He said, we'll sort it out. Who should we speak to? Some years ago, I didn't have people like that. I didn't have anybody like that. Yeah. Today, I, just, I can just ask people, so I need a car. Because this particular mission, he just kept on telling me about his car. Kept on telling me. And you see, he deserves a car for the, just his persistence. of Always telling me about his car. He deserves to have a car. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason I'm giving him the car. But he asked me. Because he asked me. Oh yes. I see the grace of giving coming on you. You are you are going to start giving in this church. 
you come to church, you give keys. I bless you. I see that you've been working a lot. You have a license. You have a license. Yes, your car. And that will be it. Not a stolen car, a, 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 a real car. I also see people giving houses. In the name of Jesus. I see people financing weddings. They say, I saw you getting, you are getting married. Here is your ticket to Seychelles for honeymoon. Here is your ticket to Seychelles. And you'll be surprised that your child, somebody will pay for your child to go to Seychelles one day. You may not even be alive when your child is getting married. And somebody will have compassion on your child and say, oh, I, you know, I just feel like blessing. You see, whatever you sow, you reap. Matalo bariba somondalibe. Let me tell you something. The power to have certain things is the power to give those very things. Do you know why people distribute my books? Not why, but perhaps why. Years ago, I was distributing Kenneth Hagin books. I was buying them with my own money and sharing them. I wasn't selling them. Perhaps God wanted me to sow that seed so that he could also bless me with that ministry. So that's why he gave me the chance in 1983. Share all these books. Do all these things. All the things you are doing, they are seeds. One day to be done to you, you even wonder. Yes. Are you there? What a blessing. Let God open your heart. You know, you are soon going to be giving cars, receiving cars, giving houses, receiving houses. There are some people you will employ just to bless themselves. I don't need you, but I want to bless you. I want to bless you. I don't need you, but I want to bless you. Oh, yes. Some of you are going to look after people's wives, widows, and care for people. And you're good. Some of you are going to calm people who are anxious. Sometimes when people lo- lose their husbands, people say they, they feel so anxious, not because of the love. There wasn't so much love, but it's just more of how will I survive? So, God is going to use you to calm someone. I say, don't worry. As long as I'm around everything to do with whatever I've taken care of it oh yes the power to give the power to give some of you are going to look after somebody's child and pay school fees for someone to go to school and to finish going to school in the name of Jesus Christ may you have the power to give and also may giving and receiving increase in the whole church and across those of you watching uh, Facebook, YouTubers God bless you I see you are online be blessed and let giving and receiving increase across all across grace to give 
Grace to receive. Grace to give. Grace to receive. Grace to give. Grace to receive. Let this grace be imparted in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So now take out your offerings and uh, don't forget Second Corinthians chapter 8 from verses 1 to 7. It's a beautiful scripture about the grace of God. Amen. Grace of God. Different types of grace and the grace for giving. Amen. I think I've virtually preached a whole sermon already, isn't it? Some of you joined. How many of you joined for the Flow Church? Look, you must share and subscribe and like. How many were not able to join Flow Church this morning? You were not able to. Yes. So some of you joined, some of you, and some of you can't even raise your hand. Right? Give, and it shall be given. Take your offering. Let me pray over it. Father, which art in heaven. We give you thanks and we give you praise as we receive this offering today. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Hi everyone. My name is Godwin and um, my testimony is about how God supernaturally um, provided a job for me and then also um, granted me a promotion in the same job within a short period of time. So um, in the last quarter of 2019, I think it was the season of Swollen Sunday and um, we had a schedule of activities. One of those activities was that, as any church, one of those activities was to come to church for an all night. So one Friday, we came for the all night. We prayed through to the morning. After the prayer, um, one of my friends in church contacted me and then told me that there was this job offer that um, he thinks that I should apply. So he sent me the details, the contacts of the organization. I called. They gave me an email to send my CV. I sent the CV and then uh, I was scheduled for an interview. So on the day of the interview, I was very nervous. I I didn't know how it was going to, um, the outcome was going to be like, but I actually prepared and I attended the interview. When I went for the interview, um, the interview lasted for some few minutes and I was shocked. I introduced myself, um, told them my background, I was asked about two or three questions. I answered those questions and then the manager said, I have the job. It, 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 it was a surprise to me. I, I was given the job that very day. I was given a contract. It was a very good contract. I signed the contract. And then the following day, I started working. Fast forward, I, I, I was working in this organization for some time, within I think two or three months. And everything was going on well. I was giving targets to, to achieve every month. And these targets, I, I couldn't find it, or I didn't find it difficult because um, because of what I do in church. Because in church, we are trained to work as servants. We are given targets to, to achieve. Whenever it's swollen Sunday and every Sunday, we are supposed to bus to church. So I wasn't new to the idea of having to achieve targets. And every month I was able to achieve my target by the grace of God. And then within 
Within a few weeks, we were in a meeting with my boss and he just told um, my colleagues that um, there was a role, there was a new role in the organization before, which was a higher role as compared to what I was doing already. And um, they already have someone for the role. So I wasn't expecting that I should be the person who was to take up that role. But surprisingly, my face and my name was projected and I was promoted. Now, it came with um, a new salary. My salary increased. I, I saw many things. Um, it came with other allowances, um, transportation allowance, and quite a number of things. I believe so much that um, me getting this job and being promoted was not by my physical abilities, was not because I was better than those who applied for the job or anything. I believe so much that it is in connection to um, what, I, what I did in church as, as a shepherd in church, as a servant in church, bringing people to church. So I really want to thank God for um, giving me a job and also want to thank God for the life of the prophet was encouraged us and given us the opportunity to serve God and also to work. I also um, believe that the promotion I had and um, the ease at which I was working was actually because in, in this house, one of the blessings that we have is the blessing of work. We are given the opportunity to work. We are trained to work. And that has also helped me in my personal life. It is such a great blessing and such a, such a privilege that we have um, under this commission to serve, to bring people to church, to pray kingdom advancement prayer. I also believe that in this season of labor to be blessed, as Bishop Joshua has shared with us that, you know, we should have expectations. I believe that in, I personally has taken it upon myself to, you know, um, take it, you know, to its logical conclusion to partake in the prayer time, the fasting, and also I can't wait for the outreach times and all that. And also can't wait for what God is about to do in my personal life. Hallelujah. It's all because of Jesus we are here. Why don't you give another hand for the greater love gospel singers? Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be in church? Some of you look sad to be in church. Are you happy to be here? Well, it's time for the word of God. And um, unfortunately, this is our prophet's last Sunday for a little while. While he goes for crusades in Madagascar and in Rwanda and in Central African Republic. And so today is our day. Do you remember our day from school? the last day of the term and he'll be back in a short time to be with us again but I'm ready to hear what God has to say I don't know if you're ready and um, he's been teaching powerfully on loyalty on faithfulness and I believe God is getting us ready to be faithful unto death by the grace of God so if you expect a miracle you expect a word from God join me as we sing this wonderful song I uh, Oh, I expect a miracle today. Are you ready? Lift your hands with me. Let's sing, I expect a miracle. I expect a miracle today. Nothing is impossible to those who believe. 
faithfulness or indicators things that reveal that a certain terrible nature is about to be manifested in your life amen and you find in the bible bible says that a word the bible teaches that a word Alright, and the word word, yeah, take out the ham from here, that would be beautiful. The word word is the word communication. When somebody communicates with you, he plants a seed in you. Alright? He plants a seed with you. Amen. And um, I want to welcome the those on YouTube. God bless you, YouTube. God bless you, Facebook. God bless you, um, Twitter. Amen. I can see way over a thousand people are with us. Yes. Way over 1,000 people. That is beautiful. Uh, keep sharing as many times as you can because this is very important. Uh, it's going to change your life. So make sure you share with as many people as possible. Send a message. Tell us where you are 
watching from and how many people are, are with you. And it's a great blessing. Amen. Now, my message is not going to be long because last week and the week before, I started sharing about these same things. So I'm just continuing. And the point that I'm making is that Satan put a seed into man. When somebody communicates with you, you know, a person can communicate with you. In the beginning was the word logos. It means a speech. A communication. An interaction. It's amazing the things that the word logos means. And that's why a person, just a human being, a person is a communication. That's why sometimes a person communicates something to you just by his existence. And by your meeting someone, you get communicated to by God. That's why it says in the beginning was the word or in the beginning was the communication. Jesus Christ was, Jesus Christ is the message. Just looking at Jesus and without him talking. It's, it's a communication. That's why the things he did, it's a communication. One of the meanings of the word, in the beginning of the word, which is logos, is speech. So there's a speech. And that's why God speaks to you through people. Sometimes you meet someone at the door or someone, anyone, and, and if only you can recognize, you see that Jesus has spoken to you already. So, in Luke 8 and verse 11, we see that the Bible says, the parable or the mysterious reality is this. The parable is this. And what's the mysterious reality? All right? The seed is the word of God. Amen. Amen. And it's the same word, logos. The seed is the communication. Yeah. You just have to have a communication with someone and he's planted a seed in you. You meet someone and the person says, why are you still a virgin? And a communication has planted, and a seed has been planted, and you'll be shocked what that seed will, will lead to in your life. All right? Or the person may say, Are you normal? You are still a virgin. Are you normal? And before you realize, you are proving that you are normal. Now, when Satan. Lucifer met Eve. He planted a seed and that seed was a seed of pride. Or at least he planted a seed. Now what was the seed? What is a seed? A seed contains so many characteristics. I am a product of my father and my mother's mother's seed and my father's seed. That's how come I'm my height. My height is from, I'm sure it's from my father. 
My father's seat has my height, that characteristic. And my color is a mixture of my mother's color and my father's color. So the two seats combine to produce this color. All right? And then my blood type and many other characters, the way I walk and, and the way I talk. All that is from characteristics. Now, what are the characteristics of Satan after he interacted with Eve? By Genesis chapter 6, the world was spoiled. <laughs> Just chapter 6. Yes, it took only six chapters from Adam and Eve to interact with, the, with Satan. And by chapter 6, I mean, there was wickedness. Look at it. Verse 5 says that the, the, God saw that the wickedness of man was great. Like, man had become something else. So horrible. You know, I always remember years ago when we went to a town called, I think, Kuruman. It must be Kuruman in South Africa for a crusade. And I think that was where David Livingston went. Is this the correct place? David Livingston, yes. And they took us to a place in a garden right there. And they said there was a statue there of David Livingston and I think a lion. And he was attacked by a lion there. And it affected his arm. So apparently his arm was affected all his life. Then the man made a comment, the guide. He said that in those days, wild animals were a source of danger. But today, human beings are a source of danger <laughs> to fellow human beings. Today, no one is worried about lions. But we are worried about fellow humans. And what a fellow human being can do to you. So the world has changed so much. And so much evil. Are you still feeling cold? We've, turn, we've turned off half of the air conditioners. Half. So we are only on half power. We can put them back on. No, you're okay. You're, you're fine. <laughs> you were complaining that you were hot. So it's because of you that we went and bought the air conditioners. Amen. Amen. That's a great blessing. Now, this characteristic is in everyone. And what are the things? Betrayal. Lies. Lying. Murder. You'll be surprised. If you Google number of people murdered in Ghana this year, you'll be shocked. Number of, number of murders in America this year. Number of people killed in every country. Even a country as small and as strict as Singapore. I thought there wouldn't be but these things. But I found recently a brother who went to prison. And he said he was in a room with four people in the prison. And he was afraid every day because they can break out a fight 
in the prison. And before he realized, you are in it. And he was, he's a pastor. So he was every day. You know, they took him to prison for some accounting, something. Anyway, so I was going to tell you something, but I'll tell another group. Yeah. I'll tell only uh, uh, ACCA students. Now, what, what is betrayal? Treachery. What, what is the meaning of treachery? Hmm? I'm sure they're going to bring it up. Yeah. Deliberate, often calculated disregard for trust. Somebody trusts you. Do you see? I, I don't care what, it doesn't matter. Even though this guy trusted me, it, I, I, I don't mind. Every movie has somebody like that. The act of violating the confidence of another. Somebody had confidence and trust in you. Hmm? There, there shouldn't be any need to tell somebody, don't tell anyone this. It shouldn't have a need. But if somebody talks to you, I say, don't tell. Jesus told people, don't say this till after. And they went and said, and he couldn't enter the town that they went and said it. But the person trusts you. All right? And uh, it's the act of violating the confidence that a person has. I, I trust you. Trust you. I'll leave my business with you. I'll leave my pharmacy shop with you. I've left all the Pepsodent and the Panadol. Everything is there. You sell it, I'll come back. Trust you. You you have a church. You leave somebody be in charge of the church. You have a hospital. You say be in charge of the hospital. I'll be back. You have accounts. I'll be leave you in charge of the accounts. And the person trusts you. One day I had an accountant. We had an accountant. We trusted him. Not in Ghana. The person he went and wrote new things. Oh yes. I said. You can't trust people. That's why when we go for weddings, we sign. Because that signing is almost an insult. Why should we sign? I say, I love you. What, what, what sign is it? So I don't trust you. Come and sign. Even write the time that you signed. Lest you say, before, whatever, you have four witnesses. And you can even add more witnesses. Bring another mean what is the meaning of the word traitor? Traitor. Yeah, traitor. One who violates his allegiance. Oh 
find a, a simple uh, dictionary. These are too many things. We cannot understand it. Get a, a, a simpler dictionary. All right? Now, I'm saying that whether you like it or not, almost every human being has this in you. I mean, it's, it's so wild that because of that nature, I don't know, and sometimes I think maybe through the family trees, some people have more or less of the serpent seed nature. That's what I think. What do you think too? Yes. Because, because sometimes you have a child who has a white and a black parent, but the child is more black or more white. Even though it's a mixture of black and white, it doesn't go equally. So it looks like since Satan seed entered man. Huh? No, get a dictionary, please. I'll go on, on stage and read my when I read my definitions, you'll be you'll be sad. Very clear. Traitor, treachery, treacherous. Huh? No, this one is too, it's not, it's not even. Traitor, treason. All right. Now, what was I saying? Yes. So listen, since Satan interacted with um, Adam and Eve, all right, the whole world by Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, it was spot. So look at verse 5. I mean, too much. Okay? Now, apart from this, so God decided to drown everybody. So after drowning everyone, we were left with one family. Um, Noah, his wife, and then the three sons. And Ham, if you remember, was some way. If you already from the way he treated his father, his father was asleep. He thought you could trust his, his son. But his son rather went and brought people to come and look at the nakedness of his father. So that thing was still on earth. So all that he has to do is to start giving birth. Now also the people who were drowned the spirits which were in them. Because remember there were fallen angels which came in Genesis chapter 6. Look at Genesis chapter 6 from verse 2. It came to pass that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. Alright? And they took wives of all which they chose. Now somebody say, what are these fairy tales? How can an angel meet with a man? But what about Jesus? Jesus is a God man. Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, is not born of a man father. So it's half man and half God. So there are people that are half, half of this and half of that. So in, in the realm of the spirit or even in Genesis chapter 6, you saw that there were people that were half sons of God, which are angelic beings and half human. And they gave birth to the Giborims and mighty men and uh, the what? The Nephilims, which were 
mighty and unusual people. Do you see? Some of them were giants. So people like Goliath and all those guys were unusually large people. And of course, to be large is not so clever because you go extinct. All the dinosaurs are finished, but the lizards are there. So it's not good to be so big. You break down into smaller parts. So the dinosaurs, is very, very, and the giants, is, they look more powerful, but you can kill all of them. So they were all, they're all wiped out. So there's no more giants. But there are people who are mighty in certain things. All right? Renowned men. And also having some supernatural qualities. So anyway, when the drowning took place, the spirits that were in the people came out waiting for people to come back, to re-enter. So they most likely re-entered human beings after the flood. That's how come there's so much more evil. So I don't know which gibberim or nephilim, maybe you have a nephiliminal part of you. <laughs> maybe you are 100 a nephilim or some type of seed. Yes. Are you, are you listening to me? I don't know whether I'm talking to myself. Perhaps I should find another group and talk to them. And you would think that this negative quality is just found in boys. But it's found in girls too. Because they are also humans. And you give birth and the seed is passing on. That's why a girl can look like a father. Because it's just the characteristics that are, are just being transmitted. These characteristics are being transmitted. You know? So honestly, you, you have to have a proper respect for the message of loyalty. Because the message of loyalty is really an anti-satanic trait message. Is that to, to move out of you the satanic elements and traits... Now, how many people are unfaithful? It's more common to find. You know, one day I met someone who said to me some years ago in London, he said, I've never met an unbeliever who is faithful to his wife before. I've not seen some before. He said, I've never seen an unbeliever who is faithful to his wife before. I've not seen some before. And in many places, they will even say, you know, just get, get used to it. It rains in every country. That's what they will tell you. There's no country without rain. You, you don't understand what it means. I think I'll share this with some other people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it takes something. Even after we are born again, our spirit is, is saved. You know, but you see, still within us, we have this flesh. You get it? And you trust people. And then you see that the person has swept you. Yes. And if you don't work on that characteristic, you will be a swever. You swerve your husband. You trick him. You swerve your wife. You trick her. 
you swerve your children, you trick them, you swerve your parents, you trick them. And there are many trickers of parents here today. How many have tricked your parents before? When I say Lord have mercy, say Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Yes. Some of you, your parents cannot imagine when you were with them at home and you looked like an angel. They, they, they saw you as some angelic child. Oh, yes. True or not true? Oh, yes. So, swerving people I hope you understand when I say swerving. Swerving people and tricking and betraying. Like, put the meaning of the word. You see, I don't like the way these guys are behaving today. I need the word traitor, treachery, betray, backstabber, double crosser, double dealer, renegade. Judas is on his own. Just. Judas's name is, is own, he's taking ownership of the word traitor. Deserter. Collaborator. Huh? Informer. Informer. Rat. In uh, una rata. I once, I once watched a movie of Pablo Escobar and he put his hand on one of his assistants and he told him, you know, what is somebody who betrays? And the man was afraid. He said, it's a una rata. And you know what we do to una rata? Uh, the guy was shaking. I will not let you die slowly. I'll not let you die fast. I'll not let you die fast. Informer. Double agent. Informal snake in the grass. Huh? Are you seeing this? You see, nobody, you see, all your life, you must try all your life that none of these descriptions, titles, names can ever be applied to you. And if you employ people, you must teach them that this thing should never be associated with you. I mean, it's something. Informal snake in the grass. Two-timer. Tejivesator. I mean, these are bigger words that are, we are now going into a superior words. Where is that? Judas, Quisling, fifth columnist. Fifth columnist, like somebody, and a viper, defector, deserter, collaborator, collaborator. You know, I had a camp meeting and I, I knew that at the camp meeting, mm-hmm. 
had a camp meeting, and I knew that at the camp meeting, there were, although everybody was saying, oh, we love you, we are really with you, I knew that this one, there was one of these there. So I conducted the meeting in such a way that the person, the collaborator, and the betrayer will hear the message that I'm sending to those people so that they will hear. Because I knew they were there. But even though everyone said, oh, no, you know, we really You know, in America, there is a name. I, when, I, when I watched the document, it said, no one in America will name his son Benedict. No, 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 no. Because of Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold was a general who was a very a favorite of Washington. Yes, was a top general. Top, 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 top general. And he collaborated with the British. They were having a big war. And in the big fort, he, he sent plans. He said, this is how to come and capture us. Yes, in the Civil War. I mean, they couldn't believe it. That's where the word ten coat is from. Yes. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't believe that the topmost general of the American army would do that. So he sent the plans of the fort to the British. And he gave it to this guy. And the guy left at dawn to go and cross the river and go. And when he was on the way, he was caught by some thieves. And the thieves harassed him for whatever he had. And as they stretched him and they stripped him, they found the maps of the fort that had been given to him by Benedict Arnold to take across to the British. And these are thieves, so, but they rather came back and alerted the people that they found a guy. And the guy also owned up and said that Benedict Arnold has said, and was the general? So this Benedict Arnold was there when George Washington was coming to visit him that very day. Because he was at, at the height of the war. And I tell you, when they found, when Benedict Arnold realized that the guy had been arrested, he even left his wife behind and ran, managed to cross and cross to the British. And the British took him eventually to England and all that and uh, made him a general also in their army. Yes. That's where that's you get the word ten coat. So he changed from red to blue. Now when he's trying to lead the people, the British, to go and fight the Americans, the British army did not flow with him. No, 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 no. They said a traitor is a traitor is a traitor is a traitor. Even if he's a traitor of the other side, he's a traitor. Why should somebody like that be our leader? He said, no. His wife was arrested, but eventually she managed to explain her way out that she had nothing. She didn't know what was going on. So she went and joined him in England. He died in England years later. And before he died, he said, was it worth it? Was it worth it? All these words, betrayer, Backstabber. And you know why? Because he was an offended man. You know, he had fought for the Americans and he personally had fought and had been injured. He was so injured in his leg, they almost cut off his leg. 
and he was always limping. But he was so offended at the way they seemed to have glossed over his contribution. You see, people who do these things are often hurt. And Jesus said that you can never live in this life without being offended. As for offense, you're going to be offended. It's just a matter of time. I can tell you many times I've been offended. But do not let this bring out that serpent seed of you. Everybody who has a sneaky nature and love doing things in secret, you are preparing yourself to become one of these. Because you need to be sneaky and have hidden agendas and hidden motives. And you're not clear about the things you are doing and saying. You see, that's when you can easily fall for this. Look at the, the, the betrayer, backstabber, double crosser, double dealer. You deal here and you deal here. Judas, fifth columnist, fifth column. You know, the fifth column, um, the story of the fifth column is that there was a general who was going to attack a city. In, it happened in, in the Spanish war in Spain. And as he was going to attack the city, a young man came to him and asked, how are you going to take this city? Because it's completely surrounded by walls. And he said, I'm going to use my fifth column. He said, which is the fifth column? Because I know you have four columns or four battalions which will attack. But the guy said, no, I have the fifth column. The, my, the fifth column are the people inside the city. I'll not use outsiders. So what is going to happen is that at a certain point, when there's a certain signal, right, the fifth column, which is the insiders, those who send messages, the informers, they are the ones, they will get up at a particular, maybe they will send a flare into the sky, then the, the, the insiders, the fifth columnists, will get a message, and then they will come to the gates and just open the gates, and then these guys will come from outside, and then they set fire inside the city, and that, that was it. And that is exactly what he did. So he, did, he was waiting for the people inside. Now I pray that Satan will never be able to use you Amen. for this, because that's the, Satan's nature. He was an angel. Yeah. You know the word Lucifer? Do you see? Lucifer. It's the word son of the morning or even a bringer of light a bringer of light he was a good person that name is used only once in the whole bible i feel like i'm shouting please volume it was used only once it was it was it was a high level person a bringer of light now look at john chapter yeah look at it how thou art funny his name was changed from Lucifer to Satan, which is the enemy, the one who hates you and someone who fights you. But before, he was a bringer of light. Now look at John chapter 1, verse 1. 1, 2, 3, let's go. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything that was made. Verse 4, look at it. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Jesus was also bringing light. Jesus was also a bringer of light. Yeah. So, 
When you talk of Satan, you are talking of someone who has proved all these words. Bring back the words. A betrayer of a cause. He was once a bringer of light. In this, almost in the same way that Jesus brings light. He was once part of the heavenly family. But look at what he's done. He's a backstabber. He stabbed in the back the God who created him and made him a bringer of light. He stabbed God in the back. He was once there, but he's a double crosser. He's double crossed the whole of heaven and led one third of the angels astray. He was, he was bringing light, but he became a double dealer. Do you think this betrayal happened in one day? It happened over time. It happened over time because rebellion takes time to build up. You have to be head. After you are head, this has to happen. You have to have meetings. You have to talk to people. You have to sit down. You have to be angry. You have to become stronger. You have to become more confident about what you are thinking about doing. It takes time. He was a double dealer. He inspired Judas. Look at uh, the book of John. It says that, and Satan entered into Judas. The devil entered into Judas. Chapter, no, yes. And then entered Satan into Judas. Without Satan entering into Judas, Judas could never stab Jesus in the back. In fact, rarely do you see anywhere where the Bible says the devil enters somebody. When the devil enters somebody, that's when the person can stab you in the back. The devil has to enter you, otherwise you can't do it. Devil characteristics. Look at it. Double dealer. Fifth columnist. Defector. Defector means to leave. To separate. You've, you've separated from the family. Betray means you've gone against all that we believe. All that we stood for. All that we, we, we upheld. All that we, we, we preach. All that we, we, we believe in. If you betray your family, all that your family believes in, you go against it. Deserter. Satan was a deserter. He was a bringer of light, but then he became a deserted bringer of light. A collaborator. He's collaborated, had meetings, talking, speaking. A colluder, and then an informer. I once found one of my bishops. Um... As an informer. Yes. (laughs) Actually, someone who was passing information. You know, and that's a bishop. Who I have trusted. Whom I love. I love him. I love his own mother. I knew his mother. I loved him. I I loved his mother. And he became a bishop. And that's, that's, what, that's what he did. A backstabber. Double cross. A deserter. A collaborator. A colluder. 
an informer, a double agent, an informal snake in the grass, a two-timer, una rata, a red rabbit. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Amazing. Why? I pray you'll never be any of these things. And you see, it is a spiritual thing. Why, why, why are we like that? Why are we like that? Why is it rare to find husbands faithful to their wives? Why is it rare to find wives faithful to their husbands? Why is it so rare? Because it's almost natural to be like that. It's almost natural to just swerve. I think I'll talk to some other people. Because I I don't know whether... (laughs) These people want to hear what I'm saying. It's not that, that's not the issue. Let's know what, it is, it is this part, the double crossing, the swerving. That's, that's where the satanic nature comes in. The other one is human, it's like the normal flesh. It's like somebody can eat kinky and also eat rice. It's like, hey, wow. It's like you can eat a lot. Like, but you haven't swerved anybody when you eat kinky and you eat also eat rice. So. But it's this part, look at it. Double crosser, double dealer, colluder, double agent, traitor. Find the meaning of the word treachery again. I think I can find these people. I feel some people don't want me to, to, uh, to, to preach what I'm preaching. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. these strange dictionaries that ask you to, do you want something? Do you, do you do this? Do you want to? I mean, you, you can't even know what it's saying. Hmm. I see more than 1,300 people have joined us. God bless you. Those of you on YouTube, Facebook, you are blessed. Keep listening because God is changing your life with this message. Amen. Oh, yes. Treachery. All the English, those who did English, I'm not even hearing them say something or even. It's amazing. I don't know the use of the school. Uh Aha, okay. Treacherous. It means characterized by faithlessness, readiness to betray, readiness to betray. Huh? Another one means deceptive and untrustworthy or unreliable. Another one means unstable or insecure. And then another one says dangerous or hazardous, as in a treacherous climb. 
It's dangerous and hazardous. So there are some people when you are marrying them, it's dangerous and hazardous. You are climbing a very steep mountain. You can easily fall off. Are you there or you are leaving? So, how many like it that I'm campaigning against satanic natures in us? Yes, yes, yes. You see, one day there was um, a man who died. Um, He died. I don't want to mention where he died, but he died. And because he died, someone told me something about him. He said that this man, when he was uh, old, I hope you are ready with the same words again. Yes. What do you have there? Yeah. Bring the other one back, the first one. I'm going to use the other one. I'm going back to my first lab. Yeah. Yes, this one. Now, when he died, somebody told me that, oh, this man was married with his wife and he had an agreement and understanding with his wife because he was an older man that the wife is not able to do a lot of things for him. So he has this other younger lady who is helping him. So they lived, the three of them, they were there. So openly. And it was, I mean, I understood really. She was even, she helped him, to her, her, she helps her to help him. Whatever it is that he, he, he needs. Oh, Yes. Now, look at, this, look at these names. That's not betrayal. That's not betrayal. Is it betrayal? Is it double timing? Is it bad faith? Is it duplicity? Is it deceit? It's none of those things. I'm trying to bring a distinction between the activities. It's not deceit. It's not backstabbing. She was not stabbing, she was not stabbing anybody in any back. Double crosser, coming in and double crossing. It's not uh, what? Falseness. Stabbing the back. It's not, it's none of those things. Breach of trust. Rather the, the older lady was trusting the younger lady to do everything that he needed she needed to do because she cannot do and she didn't want to do and she couldn't do. And that was it. Oh yes. But she was content to be Mrs. Whatever. The other person was never recognized as Mrs. Anything. Yes. Yes. And she was also okay. But I'm saying that that is different from someone who stabs you in the back. Disloyal to you swerving, breach of trust, duplicity, deceit, deception, false-heartedness, stab in the back. Where is the other one? Informal snake in the grass. Why have you taken away those things? Informal snake in the grass. Colluder, informal, rat. Are you there? 
So make sure that satanic natures don't settle on you. How many can see that they, they want to come? Raise your hand if you realize that they want to come. Yes. So, Father, I pray that the seed will be less in all of us and it will be suppressed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, just to close, what signs, what signs can we look at to see if the seed is trying to germinate? The satanic thing wants to come. How many want to know some, some more signs? I've given you 20 and I'm giving you a few more. Number one or number 20. A person who is not faithful in another man's work. Luke 16 and verse 12. Luke 16 and verse 12. It says, if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? If you have not been faithful... In that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Now, when somebody gives you a job and you are not doing well with that job, that is not done in your name. That is not done to make you famous. You are, and you are not good at it. You are not likely to be faithful. That's why sometimes... Those who are in the helps ministry sometimes can be found to be more faithful because they are already used to working without getting credit for the work that they do. Because nobody sees them. But pastors who stand in the pulpit want to get credit and point out this was my own revelation. I am anointed. I'm personally anointed. Apart from the anointing in the church generally, I also have a calling. That is why people find it difficult to use the, some people, not people, some people, very few actually, to use the same title. Yes. When the message is very clear, beautiful already. The title is beautiful and clear already. That's why we even have to tell them Preach this. No one has ever been sent by God and told, preach whatever, when you get that, whatever you think, you say, you say. Jesus said, go preach the kingdom, saying, Paul said, the things that I taught you, the same things, commit them. Paul said, the the letter that I wrote, make sure it's read in these other churches as well. Jonah was sent to preach, and when it was the second time he was sent, Jonah was told, The same preaching which I bid you the first time, preach it again to these people. So brothers and sisters, watch out for someone who is faithful. And let's look at that chapter again, Luke 16. Because it contains beautiful keys for finding out whether someone has drowned out that terrible seed. It said in verse 10, he that is faithful in that which is least Watch people when they have something small that they are given to do. And you know this person is going to do well. He that is faithful in least is going to be very loyal 
and dependable with a big thing. Watch the person. Watch the person. You have a wasenta, a basenta, and anything is nothing to you. David was having sheep, a few sheep. And when he was called and he went to see his brothers, they asked him, where have you left those few sheep? Those what? Few sheep. <laughs> Look at the scripture. His brother had it and his aunt, he was kindled. And he came and said, what are you doing here? With whom has thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? But what his brother didn't know was those few, underline that word, those few sheep. Where have you left those few sheep? Those few sheep are what are revealing that you are a good person. How do we know that you are a good person and that the serpent seed is nicely crushed in you? It's because of your attitude with the few sheep. Those few sheep. Those few sheep. Faithful in the few sheep. In little things reveals this is a good person. This is a good person. I'll give him more. Then it says if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon. Money. Watch people with money. It's a good one. You're always fine. Almost every court case is about money. Almost every issue that in the church, big things, orangus, what have you, there's always at the root of it is just about money. Unrighteous mammon. People who cannot be faithful with money. If I was not faithful with, with your money, this church would not be here today. People wouldn't give and trust. You know, I thank God for the brother. You know, we thank God for these air conditioners. But you see, somebody some time ago gave us money for the air conditioners. He said, I want to donate. And he gave a large amount of money. But you see, we realized that we we wanted to expand to include this side. Or I think this side, one of the sides. Mood changing. So, I, I spoke to him. I said, brother, if we air condition now, it will affect us. We want to use the money that you've given us to help to buy the land here. He said, oh, do, do with it. Whatever. I mean, he just trusts that we are not playing story. But me, if I give money to build an air conditioner, to get an air conditioner, I want to see the air conditioner. It's true. I want to see the air conditioner. Don't you want to see the air conditioner that you Yes, I do. But he said, no, do whatever you want to do. Because he's also been in church for years. And he's seen that, oh, you are faithful with these small, small things that we give. How much more this? And if you are not faithful in that which is another man's, watch out how people work when they are working for somebody. Even, even the way you work in your secular work, it's very much it's so important to me. I just want to look at how you behave. In your secular work. Also that they have stolen some. Uh, um, cotton wool. I brought cotton wool for you. From the, from the hospital. Oh wow. I've stolen some few items. Uh, I brought some few items here. You can have some. 
Oh, I work at Accountant General, so I've got some money here. I mean, it's wow. Watch out how you behave in those secular jobs. It will tell us that the seventh seed is there. You are just waiting to have an opportunity in the church. You think there's no opportunity in the church? There's opportunity in the church to steal. You know, one time we had a, a brother had an amount of money, about $100,000 or something to like that. If he was supposed to do some building. Now, after some time, there was a meeting. And when at the meeting, the questions started to come. At this amount of money, what have you done? Because if I give you 3,000 CDs, can you make eggs stew? I, I, am I by myself or I'm, I'm, I'm in a church? I say, if I give you 3,000 CDs, can you make eggs? You don't know eggs stew, eh? I'm talking to uh, Koreans, isn't it? I say, can you make eggs stew? There's nothing like eggs stew. 3,000 cities. If I give you 3,000 cities, can you make eggs stew? How many eggs stews can you make? Supposing I come to see you after some time and you tell me we've been able to buy the tomatoes but we've not yet got the eggs we've been able to buy the tomatoes the oil the baggy cubes the ginger the pepper and the salt but we don't have we have not been able to get there so we're waiting for certain things to materialize so that we can get money to add to it and then we can get the eggs then we'll make the stew should I not say to myself, a liar is somewhere and a thief is somewhere. You've stolen my eggs, you've stolen my tomatoes, you've stolen the pepper, you are, you are lying. It's the same thing. When it comes to construction, when things are not there after some time, you get to know with experience that 3,000, this is what you are doing? You've only been able to do this? Come on now. Come on now. All this construction, this steel, whatever that is here, you know what, how, what, how it came about? And all the things that are going on, you think we don't know how it's done? So when he start asking you questions, you find out that people, there are many opportunities to do bad things in the church as well. So that's why how you behave at your bank or wherever you work is very important to us and we'll be very interested to know. How your boss feels about you when you are leaving. And your boss has a... That's why they ask for recommendation letters. Reference letters. Let's, let's hear what, 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 what were you able to achieve. You achieve nothing at your job. Watch out! That's how we know when the serpent... Jesus has given us ways to see whether the serpent serpentine nature is growing up oh yes are you listening or you are you are leaving oh yes 
I see over 1,400 people are now with us. So keep subscribing, keep subscribing, and keep what? Reacting and sharing. Keep pressing the love. There's a love button. Press it 100 times and share with as many people as possible. Keep laughing. You see that we are advancing. Oh, yes. Now, that's why sometimes I see people, you are going to marry a new person. Eh? Mm-hmm. And you are confident that this man who's come say, Hi, baby. I love you, baby. You are my dream. You are my dream, darling. Sweet sugar. Mosquito in my net. Really? And the sweet darling sugar mosquito in your net. So yeah, I wanna, I, I, wanna, I feel like marry. I, I wanna marry you, baby. I'm gonna make you happy. I'm gonna give you Italian massage and Spanish omelette. Wow. Now your first wife, your first wife, whom you kicked out. Okay, she's she's crying over there. She's crying over there. What you did to her should make the new person who is you are hearing these sweet words frightened. She should just look and see how that one is crying. And how that one is being swept and broken into pieces. The new one should watch. Because if you are faithful in the least, so oh, you know, she wasn't the type, you know, I mean it was a mistake, you know, I married in the evening, it was around 5.36 and I couldn't see her well and I didn't, whatever, and I never really had a chance to really talk to her, this and that and so on, so, you know, baby, I mean, you are my dream, I tell you, and, I, and you know, I thank God, now, now it's, it's a different thing, you are, you are all that I need, you are all that I need, I love you, I, I like you, I choose you, I want you, I feel you, I mean, I need you, I need you, I can't live without you, I can't make it without you. I know what I'm saying. Listen to me. I'm on my knees and I'm telling you what I feel. <laughs> Just look down and see the other one who is broken hearted and who has lost weight. Oh yes, she's lost all her weight. She has cut her hair as though she's having cancer treatment. And she has lost weight. She used to be size 18. And she has become size 10. How you treat your current girl. We can know how you treat your current girl by the way you've treated the other ones. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Remember your your former girlfriend? Joanna, you remember Joanna? Remember Lucy? Ephia, you remember Ephia? Remember her? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. You see how you left her? And she was dying. 
dying over you living. Remember? It didn't bother you. That's the same way to not bother you when, you are, when he's leaving you. After all the words he's saying. One day there was a, a horse that was going to cross a river. And when he got to the riverside, he met a snake. And the snake said, I, I want a lift across the river. And the horse said, me, I can't give you a, a snake, a lift. But the snake explained. He said, I'm a different type. <laughs> I'm different. I talk a lot and the horse said, okay, jump, jump on the back. Promise that you will not bite me. Oh, how? How can I bite you? Somebody is giving me a lift, I'll bite you. So they went across the river. As they were going across the river, suddenly the snake and the horse jumped. Wow, you see, I told you. You were going to bite me. I knew. And then they just got to the land. When they got there, the snake jumped off and just went, you see, double cross, backstabber, uh, what? Where are, where are the words? Where are the words? Where are the words? <laughs> Double dealer. Huh? Deceiver. Where are those ones? Deceiver and all those. Anyway, so the horse was coming back in the evening. And uh, when he got there, the snake was waiting. And the snake said, please take me with you. And the horse said, after what you did to me this morning, how can I take you? Ah, the snake's voice changed. Listen to me. Gentle voice. The voice looks like a girl who was singing. <laughs> so, oh, you take me. Take me. You know, I've thought about what happened this morning. It's very unfortunate. I want to apologize unreservedly. Hey, he rubbed the, the horse. And the horse finally was persuaded. Father, anyone who is being persuaded by a snake in the realm of the spirit to do things, to say things, to go places, to do things against common sense, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke that serpent. And your children are set free from captivity. In Jesus' name. But the snake jumped on the horse and the horse went. In the middle of the river, the snake bit him on the neck and the horse jumped. But the horse didn't die because he's so big. The poison was took, I mean, it's for a man. So it, the whole horse was just, was able to. And the snake said, I've learned my, the horse said, I've learned my lesson. Now, a few days later, he was coming back and he came to that same river and he saw the same snake. And the snake said, please take me. And the horse said, me, I will never take you. But the snake told him. The snake went down on his knees like this. He said, look, the rest of my family have been killed. I'm the only one left. I beg you to, to save me. After all, 
a small bite. It wasn't anything so deep. If it was a serious, you would have died. But I, I, I just, whatever. It was a scratch. And it was because the, the horse, you were moving like this. And so my, it was not intentional. Hey, the snake wrapped the horse. And the horse agreed. And took him. When they were going halfway down, it beat him again. And when they got to the other side, the snake came off and ran. And the horse said, I've learned the hard way. The horse said, I've learned the hard way. So, two days later, the horse was coming back. And when he came, he met the snake again. So this time, the horse had certain thoughts in his head. I know what the snake is going to say. So the snake started. I know there's nothing I can say that you believe. There's nothing I can say that you believe. I know I've blown my chances. I know you always remember the first time I was talking, the second time I was crying, the third time the horse was just listening to him. Uh huh. And then the snake began to sing. Just another, another, another chance. Hey! Then the serpent used a scripture. Yes. He used a scripture. Love forgives. This is about forgiveness. It's not about trust. But the horse horse had a certain mind. So the horse said, oh, love forgives, isn't it? No problem. Love does not take into account a wrong suffered. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4. NASB. He quoted in even the version. NASB. Love does not take into account a wrong suffered. not taking to account the horse. So he said, jump on. And the horse, which I, the snake which I made, and I did, and he jumped on. They were going in the middle of the river. Pah! He beat the horse again. Hey! The horse, this time he didn't jump so much. He just took it as an injection. When they got to the bank, the horse had a certain maneuver. He stepped on the snake. Then he cut the snake into pieces. Yes. And made a big kebab. Do you see? And then he made a, wait, listen, that's on the end of the story. And he made a big sign. A big sign. This is what happens to liars. So everybody who was coming by the river to see the sign, this is what happens to lies. This is what happens to lies. And betrayers. Yes. May the serpentine nature of being a liar and a traitor go out of you. Tell your neighbor, I want you to find five people so I won't betray anybody in my life. I won't betray anybody in my life. I will not betray anybody in my life. 
find five people. Okay, so that's just point number one, number 20. Sit down. Now, I told you today I'm not preaching long, just something small. 21, a leader who does not pay tithes or offerings, which is, watch out for people who don't pay tithes and offerings. You are not faithful in unrighteous mammon. Yeah, you are not faithful in unrighteous mammon. Check your neighbor. Say, you don't pay tight. Eh? I've changed my I won't marry you again. I won't marry you again. Look, a person who doesn't pay tight and offering is not likely to be faithful. Those of you on YouTube, if you don't pay tithes and offerings, you are not likely to be a faithful person. The serpentine scene is working already. You are, you are like, I mean, half faithful. When it comes to money, you are sneaky. And you are lying all the time. Number 22. Leaders who don't attend certain meetings. John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Watch out for people who don't attend certain meetings. John 20 verse 24. And let's read from verse 23. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. Verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. 25. And the other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, No, 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 I don't believe. Except I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of his, the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Amen. Now, when you don't come for certain meetings, you are different. You will be different. That is why a person who does not attend certain meetings is always a worrying sign. The fact that you are not there, that, that alone. You see, why, why, why am I saying this? Because we will never see Judas written on your forehead. We'll never see, okay, if we don't see Judas, right? Developing Judas. We'll never see that sign. But what we will see is that you are not present when we talk about this. You are not there when we say these things. You are not there when we talk about this. You are not there when we're talking about the signs of disloyal. You are not there for so many things. You don't watch. You, you say you watch, but you watch part and you don't watch the whole thing. So you, you miss whole sections. So, Thomas was not there when Jesus came and did all whatever. So, when they came and told Jesus, they said, look, 
I know you want to encourage yourselves. It's a time of depression and all that. But look, and if I don't see physically, feely, 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 oh, I, I'm sorry, I can't believe it. People who are not there, they are different. So when you have a camp meeting, a very important camp meeting, people don't come. Certain people don't come. You get worried. Realize that this person should have been here. This one should have been there. This one should have been there. Yeah. I, had a, I had a camp meeting and I said, I said to them, ask any question you want to ask about anything. Just ask anything you want about anything. And I, I stood there. I, I remember one of those come Three days. They, they, their questions never got finished. Ask about this, ask about this, ask about this. They didn't know so many things that they were asking. And the people who are not there, you now begin to be worried. That if this person had been there, we know that this person has this question in his mind. We wish that the person would have been there and this question would have been answered. So watch out for people who are not present. And that's why you should make sure you are at every meeting which concerns you. You must be there. You must attend. You must be present. And your absence has a meaning. If you think we are going to come and see written on your chest, traitor, what are the words? Backstabber. Faithless, unfaithful, bad faith, breach of trust, duplicity, deceit, deceitfulness. We're never going to see that. But we'll see somebody who didn't come for that meeting. You weren't there. You weren't there. You weren't there. And that's where the difference comes in. Yeah. So, make sure, by the grace of God, that every meeting that concerns you, you are there. You are present. You are present. Yeah. Watch out for people who are not there. Even naturally, when you are a shepherd and you see somebody who is not in church, you immediately know what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? What is going on? What is going on? Thomas was not there. And now Judas, eh? When Jesus was having meetings, he was always organizing many things. That's why I say to people who are busy. Hey, you are not too busy. If you work for me, you are not too busy to sit in church when I'm preaching and sit there. I don't like anybody I'm working with. I don't like to not see them. When I don't see them, I don't feel happy. Oh yeah, you must sit down. Listen, listen, sit down, listen to me talking. It's important. You don't sit there. You don't talk. Before you realize, you're becoming Thomas or if possible, maybe Judas. God forbid. Shake your head and say... I don't know whether I'm just preaching to myself. I don't know whether what I'm saying is just a personal, a personal thing that I'm sharing. Don't think to yourself. It doesn't matter. I know this. I know this. I know this. I know this. No, 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 no. That even alone is even a sign of pride. It's a sign of pride that you know this, you know this, you know this. So that's why I don't have to. When he finishes all this, then I'll come. All that is, all that is negative. Number 23, a person who approves of someone who makes wrong decisions. First Kings chapter 1 and verse 7. First Kings chapter 1 and verse 7. A person who approves. Look at from verse 5. 
1 Kings. Alright? It says, Then Adonijah, okay, exalted himself. And said, I will be king. And he prepared him chariots and horsemen, and 50 men to run before him. Verse 6. By the way, this is the first love church. If you want a short service after, immediately after church, I'll show you many services in your area where they have very quick services. You go in and out. There's nothing short here. There's nothing short here. We have no apologies for it. You can go to a church with very short. Everything will be done in a few minutes and you can go home. All right? I hope I'm talking to the right people. Yeah. There's no short service here. There's nothing short here. Yes. Huh? Yes. Oh, yes. Now, notice. And his father had not displeased him at any time in saying, Why hast thou done so? And he was also a very goodly man, and his mother bare him after Absalom. So, Absalom's brother. Absalom had a brother. And see, the serpent seed was in the family. Mercy. Ask your neighbor, does your family have the serpent seed? Your family, your brothers, your sisters? Do, is it a family of betrayers, backstabbers? God forbid. Notice, his father had not displeased him, but his mother bare him after Absalom. Verse 7. And he conferred with Joab, the son of Zeruiah, and with Abiathar the priest. And they, following Adonijah, helped him. What is it? Joab was also unfaithful to David, and he was executed. Everybody say, Joab was executed. I can't hear you in that corner, far away there. Joab was executed. Why was he executed? Because he supported a rebellious man. So watch out for people who support them. It's not just doing it, but then your attitude towards them. So, ah, what they are doing is right. They should fight for this. They should say these things. They should do that. It reveals you are not faithful to the house. And actually you are too timid to come out yourself and be rebellious. So you are sitting down quietly, hoping that somebody will do that for you. <laughs> That's why we also look at people's attitude towards rebellious people. Not just the rebellious people, but other people's behavior. Adonijah went the wrong way. How can you exalt yourself and make yourself king? But Joab, who was the commander, supported him. He said, ah, that's a good thing. So you watch people and say, ah, this person is supporting this idea. So that alone is a sign. And even if you don't leave the church, the fact that you support those things, you support someone attacking your father, or you even are neutral. You are even neutral. (laughs) And you are not prepared also to fight on your father's behalf. It shows that there's something wrong with you straight away. Oh, there's something wrong. So you see, if you think we are going to see it written on your shoulder like that, it will never be written. But the signs. You know, a doctor, he knows certain things. By, by signs. You know, one time I was in a room with some people. 
by the end of the meeting, it was a board meeting, I knew different sicknesses that people had. By just being there, I didn't ask them, well, I can't ask them. But I know that this person has this disease, this person has this disease, this person has this disease. By certain behavior. By the end of the meeting, I knew. Oh, yes. Because a doctor is looking at certain things. There are people, I remember, you look at certain people, and I'm sure the, 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 some of the doctors will, 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 will say what I'm saying. They, they recognize. I look at this and I say, this woman is barren. Straight. Yeah. She's standing there in church, whatever. I say, well, this woman, she cannot have a, she will not have a child. There are people that, that, there are people that I, I, I know. Even sometimes people going to get married. I can say, oh, this person cannot have a child. Yeah. And you ask yourself, how do you know? You know by certain signs that you are taught. And those signs are very important. And they mean a lot. Doctor, is it true? What I'm saying, this is a gynecologist right here. It's, 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 don't, tell, don't say any sign or anything, but it's what I'm saying. No, stand up because I think people think you are not real. So, is it true what I'm saying? Can you see someone and say, no, this person may not have, be able to have a child? Yes, it's very true. Just looking at the person. Don't say any sign. Don't anything. Just looking at the person, you can tell that this person will not have a child easily or will not have a child at all. Yes. Yeah. Just what? Just a look. Just a look. Yeah. Why? Because we learn certain signs. When, 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 we, when we're doing medical exams, the first thing is you stand and you look. You just look at the person. And you, you, you're supposed to write your comments. Patient is well. Patient is unwell. Patient is ill. And there are so many things. And some of them you can see this one is going to die. This one is going to live. How do you know? We can sit down and tell you number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. Before my father died, one day I visited him and he was asleep. And when I visited him, I became concerned that he may die. He was fast asleep. No, I didn't do any lab test. Yes. So, being a doctor, you, you, just, you just know things. This, this, this. And I'm saying that being a pastor and being in the ministry and knowing these human characteristics, you see somebody who is not faithful in somebody something. You see somebody who is not faithful with money. It's somewhere about money. You see somebody who behaves somewhere in his workplace. You see somebody who is, uh, what is the point we are on now? Um, doesn't attend certain meetings. You see somebody who supports or is neutral when it comes to orangus and orangs. And, and it's neutral about fighting orangs. Immediately, you know this man. In fact, even in being inquisitive to know stories, I hear they were saying this and that. I'm just going to see what they are saying. As far as you see that, you also have another whatever. Why do you want to know all those things? Well, how come Ham wanted to see and Shem and Japheth didn't want to even know? Today, every serpent seed is going out of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God is healing you of the serpent seed. And making you a faithful person. Amen.
How many beautiful points do you have in this short sermon? 24. 23. Very small today. I don't know why we, we cannot go fast. Number 24. People who are not prepared to do the things they chose not to do. And number 25. People who poison you about others. Ah, that's a slanderer. Watch a person's tongue. He's also going to talk. A person who talks a lot. Hey, no wonder that. And they are always with you. I said, what do we do? Hey, you should pray the day the person turns that thing on you. <laughs> and number 26, a person who is not be prepared to be birthed into the philosophy, the standards, the vision, the procedures, the spirit of the house. And number 27, this is where I'm coming to. I want to end here. It says, a person who manipulates his way into leadership without serving. Yes, without serving. Yes. Listen, the way you get to the top is by serving. All these points are in the book. You want to be great in the house. Jesus said, I am amongst you as he that serves. If Jesus comes to serve, how about you? When they were looking for someone who was anointed, they said, we have somebody who poured water on Elijah's Elijah's hands. Not somebody who has word of knowledge. Somebody who poured water on his hands for him to wash his hands. We have somebody who was his servant. That must be a good person. That is a sign. He must be the, the right person. Somebody who poured water. Who served him. If one day I'm not around, all the people who serve me faithful, they are the best people. That if you want to know something or find out something, they are the best people. Those who serve me, those who serve me, they are the ones. They know. They know more than all those. They know even more than people who are appointed as whatever but didn't serve me. Even today, they know more. Those who serve me, they know more than anybody else. I'm telling you. Watch out for people who don't serve their way through the ranks. Yes. A musician, and you are in this church, and you don't know how to serve, because I'm also a musician in my own right. I'm also a musician in my own right, and you wouldn't want to serve me, but you have your own independent musical ideas, which you will not subject to or just humble yourself and serve. But you come... Especially some, from some of the universities. Sir, we know this, we know that we are from this, whatever, and so on. And you don't know really anything. But to humble yourself and be a servant of your pastor, even in music, that you see some people have difficulty with that. But watch out, all those type of people, it's just a matter of time. They will show you that as they couldn't serve you in music, they can't serve you in other areas as well. And they can't serve the church well in the other. They would like to scatter the church and break the church if they get a chance. So, today I see in the realm of the spirit something coming to pick out of you, a serpentine nature. Now, how many of you see this message in yourselves? I feel some people are seeing it in others, but are not seeing it in themselves. Do you know how many songs there are, worship songs there are? Thousands of worship songs. A worship song which I don't like as a pastor of the church. It will, you see, you, there are so many ways to worship. Look, 
One time I had Rick Joyner saying that they have world-class musicians. Rick Joyner, world-class musicians. And world-class music and world-class worship. So I went to listen to it. I couldn't understand even one song. And I realized that there is music everywhere have their own music. And what they like and what is world-class to them. It's world-class to them. Yes. They celebrate it. And they celebrate their musicians. To them it's the best. What about in your own house where God has put you to serve? That's why it's a problem for you to come up and also serve and, and you come with your own idea of what you want to have as music. It will not, it will not work well. So God is giving you that grace. Amen. Hold your neighbor and say, neighbor, Satan will not be able to impart all these horrible things to you again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How many feel you are going to be unfaithful? Find the nearest man and ask him, do you think you can be a a faithful man? Eh? What did they say? By the grace, by the grace, by the grace, by the grace. Stand to your feet, everybody. Now, God is raising many of you to be faithful pastors. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Most of the people that are listening to me will be faithful unto death. Yes. Death is where we will say goodbye. Death is where we will say goodbye. Yes. You know, I'm a member of Yongicho's uh, board. He's dead now. He died during COVID. But by the grace of God, in October, I am going there to say goodbye to him at the grave. Because that's the only way I know how to say goodbye. And I'm only going there to honor him. Because there's nothing else to do there. Yes. That's the only relationship that I have. And they, they, know, they know I'm part of... Um, they've asked me to be one of the speakers at the grave uh, thing. Yeah. At the, that, the, that morning event. That's the only way faithfulness ends. Let Satan's intention... To make us stab each other in the back. It should not work by the grace of God. Yes. Take pride and joy in keeping relationships for the rest of your life. Yes. Be able to say, this person, I've been with him. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's all the way. Yeah. Be like that. That's, that's, and our church is getting there. Our church is getting there. Yes. Our church is getting because we are bursting into the 60s. And remember that 70 is what God has given. I said, I'll give you 70. Who knows? Hmm. I see that faithful spirit coming on you. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted up right now. And those watching on YouTube, online. Thank you. Thank you for servants. And thank you for taking, expanding out of us the horrible 
serpentine nature of deception and um, wickedness, treachery, betrayal, unfaithfulness, backstabbing, being informal snakes in the grass. I lift my hand and I stretch towards all those watching online in the name of Jesus Christ. Let there be healing from unfaithful nature of the serpent seed. And I pray for everyone here. Thank you for mighty power that delivers us from evil. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your blessedness in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Put your hand on your heart. Listen, if your family has received an extra dose of combination of that nature, I pray for you right now. Father, let any family that is more treacherous, more deceptive, more wicked, any trait that has come to our families, to us, let it be removed and let there rather be a faithful spirit delivered to all of us thank you and because of this give us all faithful people and good people people that are faithful unto death we give you thanks for a loving and a good spirit that you give to us today in Jesus name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you want to give your life to God, I want me to pray for you to give your life to Jesus Christ today. Lift up your right hand like this. Just lift it up high. Yes, I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, lift it up high. Alright? Now, if you've lifted your hand and you want to give your life to Jesus, come to me in the front here. Come from where you are standing. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to just pray with you one minute and God is going to save you and change your life. Come, come, come from come from wherever you are. God bless you. Come. Come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your covering. His blood will flow free. Come all the way. Let me pray with you. It will provide your healing. I want to pray with you now. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sin. Are you coming? Hello? Quickly. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. Lift your two hands like this. Say, I surrender all to Jesus Christ. Wash me, O God, with the blood of Jesus. From today, I give my life, my heart, my soul to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I want you to follow our pastor who says, follow me. This pastor is saying, follow me. Follow the follow me right now. Your life will never be the same again. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Take your Holy Communion and lift it up right now.
Take, eat, this is my body, which was broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Now, may the body of Jesus Christ bring healing to every part of your life. There's somebody online who even wanted me to pray with you today. I pray now that through the body of Jesus Christ you receive healing, healing, healing and restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The body of Jesus Christ. you are watching online, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, this is time for forgiveness and for deliverance. May the deceptions treach- how many have been treacherous and betrayed in your lifetime? Father, it's so soon, but the serpentine nature has already been released. But we pray that the blood of the Lamb will cleanse us from all uncleanness and wickedness new people will be birthed today the blood of Jesus Christ lift your hands for your blessing the Lord heal you and the Lord give you a good character the Lord bless you the Lord save you from fire somebody's house wants to catch fire this week you are delivered from that fire in the name of Jesus let the blessing of the Lord cover you from every disaster every accident and every curse you are set free from every scheme and plan of the enemy now the Lord lift up his face over your life and the Lord keep you the Lord lift up his countenance over your life and give you peace receive peace receive calmness I command storms in your life to be calm now be calm be calm be calm in the name of Jesus I command enemies to wither and to vanish from your life forever in the name of Jesus whatever mocks you I see a mocker with green eyes whatever demonic power mocks you laughs at you scoffs at you and makes fun of you I curse it in the name of Jesus may the hand of the Lord keep you the hand of the Lord bless you and the hand of the Lord promote you and raise you up for promotion cometh not from the east or from the west but from the Lord the Lord lift you on high the Lord give you humility in your promotion in the name of Jesus Christ and everyone said, Amen. God bless you all. May be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today 
For more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.